following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome once again to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favours actors and directors would rather forget that they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts. She's being held in a hospital against her will after stealing all the matron's chicken. It's Bernadette. It's from Yes, Madam. Yes! Oh. <laughs> God, it feels like a lifetime ago. What? It's been a long time ago. And he's also in the same hospital after getting his penis trapped in a copy of Sharon Osborne's autobiography, Extreme, in a Waterstones. It's James. I mean, all I'm saying is that, you know, parasols don't cure everything. Help it stand up. <laughs> I've got nothing. I'm dead. It's, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. This Everyone's this film, tired. this film that we're about to discuss, I think, has just annihilated us. It's sucked all the fun out of doing this. Out <laughs> of me. Uh, if you want, you can follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great and Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness. If you think we've missed anything or anything you want to recommend, email us at hallmarkofgreatness at gmail.com. At some point, I'm going to get my wife on to play games on Twitch with me. She doesn't know this yet, but it's happening. Awesome. I've watched that. So, but apparently you have to like stack things in the truck so it all fits. I can just see it leading to arguments. That's Throwing yeah. plates at one another like a Greek chef. Like too many cooks, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how are we? It's been a while. All right. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> all right. No, yeah, that is fine. Because yeah. of this film, I've, had, I've watched all three Christmas Prince films just to numb myself more. Oh, did you finish Christmas Land? No, I got halfway oh. through, and then the, then the kids appeared, and I was like, "Oh, yeah," because the end of that is very much sort of, "Oh, how depressing." Well, <laughs> I think yeah. it's covered. I think it's in our Christmas rotation for doing Christmas this year. Woo-hoo. Anyway, uh, this week's film. Nineteen ninety four's Roger Corman train wreck, the Fantastic Four. Now, uh, there's been many adaptations of the Fantastic Four in, uh, in in this this in the cinema. This, I believe, is the earliest version of it and best version of any Fantastic Four film, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, because the other ones are kind of trash. But if you have never heard of the Fantastic Four, James, your synopsis uh, for this film. Okay. Fantastic Four, 1994. Martial arts comedy f- featuring two pairs of lady cops in Hong Kong. Not only do they like to throw the book at criminals, they also menace their genitalia with big quarter-sized journals on Renaissance art. In a world where old men menace ladies for their forbidden chicken, will the quartet cope when big man Harry Pin schemes to generate money by organising illegal copper versus traffic warden underground cage matches? How many parasols does it take to bring down a systemic colonial era sexist regime? And where are all the fat chicks? Subtitled but in English. So that's basically just yes, madam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and for, for anyone just sort of who missed the last episode of this, that just, it's just that. 
That's yeah, it. That's the go last back film. and listen to that one. And I think that's going to be James's thing going forward. He's just going to reference the previous film <laughs> in the new film. I've been doing a lot of. I've got my theory test tomorrow. I've been I'm doing not, nothing. Go. I'm just saying. I'm not paid for this. You are in hugs. Um, <laughs> the poster is certainly special. Yeah, I haven't actually seen any of the Fantastic Four films. So, from the poster, I've got three good-looking Power Rangers team up with a papier-mâché man to defeat the early adaptation of He Who Must Not Be Named. Strap on your boots and prepare for the fantastic, because that's the tagline. (laughs) That's the tagline. Strap on your boots and prepare for the fantastic. Wow. They literally did not give a shit with this film. (laughs) I, I read that tagline and I searched the poster looking for the N word. Because and prepare for the fantastic. I was Strap like, on and wait wall. for the fantastic. Because that? <laughs> that's for... what I I cry into my pillow every night. Prepare for the fantastic, Mr. Fox. Yeah, I nearly did. I nearly did a synopsis based on the fantastic Mr. Fox, but uh, my soul died as I was writing it. Synopsis for this film is when dosed with cosmic rays, four intrepid explorers are given incredible powers. That's brief. I mean, they literally didn't give a shit. As we, as we will find out, they literally did not give a shit with this film, did they? No, and no. I wouldn't say they were no. incredible powers. I don't know. We'll they, come to that. They vary. <laughs> 1994's Fantastic, The Fantastic Four. We open up. Strap on. <laughs> strap on. Strap in. And, yeah. Get strapped, Adam. Yeah. This. Like in terms of all the bad films we've done, this felt like like in the other ones, even though they're bad, people gave a shit. Whereas in yeah. this, it was like, ah, it doesn't matter. Any old nonsense. No, will do. do you not think the actors were going for it? Yes. Well, at least they said that they did. So I watched the doc. There's a documentary about this as well. Oh, I think it was 2015 Christ. or something about how it was released, and all the actors care. And Roger Corman is pretending to care, and nobody else does. <laughs> uh, I thought, though, it got off to a, quite a good start because we've got quite mm-hmm. a lot of space scree. There was a lot of space hey. scree. Hey. <laughs> scree gone. And then it comes up with special effects <gasps> by Mr. Film. Mr. Film, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> Who wasn't even the main special effects guy. For this. I know, but like, what career was he going to go into with a name like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Well, they um, I'll, I'll bleed a little bit into James first because you can you can read quite a lot of like the trivia for this in, in the documentary. But they got a visual effects artist who said that he'd worked on Independence Day as the visual effects artist, and it turned out that he was he was a part of Independence Day but he was by no means the visual effects guy. So they had to contract out to Mr. Film. And I did try to look up online, Mr. Film, and it's just a dead end. I was going to say, there's nothing on the uh, thingy about it. It might be a very strappy Bavarian man, or that might just be Google Images leading me astray again. Visual effects are by someone called Minky Billups. (laughs) This isn't a name, is it? No, I was just wondering, you know when you say, like, when a director doesn't want his name on it, and he they have that name that they drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alan. Yeah, maybe Mr. Film. Alan is... Smithy. 
the Smitty, special yeah. effects guy who doesn't want Mr. to be Film is the special effects guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could be actually. If you don't want, yeah, your name you putting your name. on it, you can just Mr. be called Phil. Mr. Film. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. That name again is Mr. Film. <laughs> yeah. There's um, some very intense acting at the start with uh, scientists waxing on about the speed of light, a bit like a mad scientist, really. Uh, it's like a lecturer in a lecture hall who's a scientist, and in front of all the students, he says that something will be passing by Earth soon. Bring your telescopes! Bring and your imaginations! <laughs> uh, Colossus will be passing through. That lecturer as well. Best actor in this film, by a yeah. mile. They gave him eight cups of coffee and went, go on, lad, <laughs> do your stuff. But he doesn't notice that two students are passing that note backwards and forwards. Oh, and yeah, to, like, so... read it out to the class. So he's too busy. He's too busy thinking about telescopes and having fun. So we meet uh, Reed, Richards, and Victor, who is sat behind him. They're passing a note forward with what appears to be like a, a, a dreidel drawn on it. All <laughs> oh, right, the picture quality was really poor for me uh, until I, I sort of switched it up. So I didn't catch any of that. Is that what it was? A dreidel? It looked like it's that. It's that thing they go to when yeah. um, Colossus passes overhead. It's like a, a prototype blueprint for that. But the drawing just looks like a dreidel to me. But, again, like my video quality it. wasn't great either because it must be like Maybe. eighth yeah. generation copy. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, yeah. The, he keeps annotating it and handing it back and they're doing science jokes to each other. Uh, yeah, I put nerd science. Yeah. That's just what they're talking about. And then it cuts to Mrs. Storm's boarding house and the kids are playing games in there. Yeah, uh, and then a man comes in and kisses a twelve-year-old girl, and she clearly fancies him. But I, Is that I just not thought, Reed? Oh. That's Reed who comes in, yeah. and that's uh, Susan. Yeah, because yeah, I it's thought... young Susan. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. young and Susan. Then, <laughs> and then he goes over and physically picks a boy up by his shoulders. That's Johnny Storm. That's, that's Johnny Storm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Johnny. He was playing the computer games with a, a very old man next to him. It, again, I don't. Oh, but was that Ben? Well, it's a boarding house, but yet there was only that family there. So whether he was in the old man was in boarding or something. <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> because there's inappropriate kissing anyway, right? Because so we're on plus three already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm not sure how that works because it, it's it wasn't like it was yeah. But Dr. Reed Richards is clearly in high school, in university, yeah. isn't he? He's in college yeah. in America. And, yeah, Susan is nine. Twelve yeah, at the 12, most. Twelve, I think, yeah. So that's inappropriate later on to me. Hmm. It's ten years, inappropriate. Ten years later, she's 22 and he's, what, 39? Uh, yeah, it just doesn't sit well, does it, at no, all? No, it's gross and weird. Especially since it feels like he's been grooming her since that age as well. But at least she knows him, unlike the other woman we meet later on. <laughs> oh, when it goes all Lionel Richie, you mean? <laughs> uh, the, 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 I think it's two guys, so Reed and Victor, go back to a lab and they're talking about how they're going to harness the energy of tomorrow. Um, there was a load of nonsense there. That there's I... a big electrical thingy which then overheats and Victor stands directly underneath it to say... I will not fail, and then just gets electrocuted and screams for what felt like half an hour. <laughs> I, I, I put, it as, come on, what did you describe it as? I know, I've just got good screaming victims. Uh, I've put very long death scene. I think it rivals Alan Rickman's Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> or Jim Robinson in Neighbours. 
how many Jimmy Bennett's do we think that it might be? <laughs> I said, if I had the time, I would have clipped it out, but I, I can't be asked going back through this film again. It is literal trash. That machine was something they'd worked on together that was supposed to harness the power of Colossus flying, Colossal flying overhead for power of the future. And that's all you need to know. Yeah. But Reed goes, no, come on, Victor, let's go. And then Victor goes, no, I'm going to stand here and explode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then he gets taken to a hospital with severe burns. And the beardy doctor says that he, because he's looking well dead, let's take him downstairs to the morgue. And I thought, what? Where's your he's medical license? He has no regard for personal space either. He's oh. just here next to his face, like <laughs> when you know when yeah when when a patient looks like they're about to die, just take them directly to the morgue. It's saving time, <laughs> isn't it? Right? He's already got... zipped up in a bag. I know. Yeah, they're oh, ready don't to go like in a weird, body bag. Don't we get a weird POV bit of like Victor on the slab with two guys going, "We must save him," leaning over him. Yeah, they, they say that, and I think they go to like zip him up, but they're talking in a creepy way, <laughs> as though the morgue is not the end. Uh, just looking at my notes, I really weren't listening because I put him down as Hector, not Victor. One <laughs> doom, not Hector Hector all the way. From Troy. <laughs> I was uh, like, who's this other character? <laughs> well, Victor's the guy with the metal mask on. He's Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got some broom, put him behind the door when you want people to leave. What are you doing? And You'll see. Then we get a flash forward of 10 years, which is always good. And uh, we're in the boarding house again, I believe. Uh, and they're all going to go to space. Yeah. And hey, we get the name of the film. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Mrs. But, Storm. Mrs. Yeah, Storm so- says, look at you, the Fantastic Four. Cool. And they all sort of turn around in the doorway. It was actually quite, it was a decent, decent bit. I mean, yeah, it was cheesy, but it was competent. Ten minutes in, you can't be dropping the name of the film ten minutes in. But what qualifications do they have for going into space? I wasn't entirely clear about that. I think one of them actually does say, what do they know about astrophysics? And it's never answered. (laughs) What don't they know? I think in the (laughs) comics, Richard is a scientist. Yeah, I can see that. Ben Grimm is the pilot of the spaceship. Right, that's not mentioned for some reason. And Susan is there. And she's legal age now, so she's all right. Yeah, he, he joined the joined the, the, the thousand <laughs> thousand mile high club. Yeah, uh, and uh, her brother is also there to mop up afterwards or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> all right, moving on. Next scene. But yeah, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> uh, next scene to a, a van pulling out up outside a bank to take cash. And then an urchin pops out from a nearby manhole to talk about smelling diamonds. Yes. It's, <laughs> and at this point, I thought, have I just drifted into a different film? Because well, that he, doesn't make sense. He, he pops up, ooh, diamonds, and then disappears. <laughs> End of scene. That was great. <laughs> yeah, he looks across between like uh, the penguin from Batman and yeah. one of the goblins from Gringotts Bank in Harry Potter. It's mm. pretty accurate. I believe he's called um, the jeweler. Yes. Character is called the jeweler. He serves no purpose in this no. film whatsoever. I think I call him Ratman, who most of it. Well, he serves a he serves a purpose in displacing the thing that he's about to steal, um, which sort of enhances the plot by maybe zero point five percent. Inside the bank, Reed is there, and he knocks over a woman carrying her life's work, which appears to be pots. 
Uh, she said, my pottery, my sculpture, <laughs> she said. And then he touches her and she shits her pants. Like, she's <laughs> like, <laughs> But then uh, she touches face. She's all over his face. At this point, no, is it Reed? Is it not Ben? It's Ben, yeah. Oh, it might be. The picture because, quality was so poor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they were interchangeable, as far as I was concerned. I felt all like I had heavy the, cataracts. All it's not three a of the human fault. male leads in this, this could film have been was the same nev- guy. Yeah, it was never meant to be seen in this quality, or possibly any better quality. Yeah, imagine smearing a lot of Vaseline in your eyes and then trying <laughs> to watch a film. That's what this was like. Uh, yeah, so he knocks all the pots over, and she's like, oh, and then she touches his face, and then leaves. And I'm like, standard. <laughs> but she loves him now. But she touched his face, and then we yeah. cut to her doing a full, hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Lionel Richie yeah. making a mould of his head, but it doesn't look like Ian Rush, unfortunately. <laughs> like, what is, the, what is the point of this 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 dynamic? With the blind lady, I don't, who, know. I don't even think she has a name. Well, I'm not sure that I got a name either. Isn't she making? Oh, see, I get very confused because isn't she making an, a model of him because they think they're they've all died? This oh no, hang on. This I'm is no, this is be, this is before then. I think. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Oh, it is. Sorry, because they're in the museum because they've got the diamond. Right. And the lasers yeah. are on. They set the lasers off. Yeah, it's the laser grid. And Ratman does a dance around it. But I clearly see that laser going through his legs at least thrice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it's, just, it's just a load of laser pointers and Link's deodorant sprays on the floor. It's fine. <laughs> uh, the music as well, I thought, got very Jurassic Parky at this point. I actually enjoyed the music score. The music was the it. best thing yeah. in it. The be music honest. was the worst. No, it... <gasps> Because um, it was made, but I think I, I think the, the from what I remember was, reading was yeah, it's it was the worst brothers, Derek and uh, no, David and Eric. Sorry, I just merged their names into one. Oh, Derek. That's where that name comes from. Sure it's David not Mink- Eric. You sure it's not Minky Pullup? <laughs> <laughs> Mister Song. <laughs> Minky Pullup. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even think they were they weren't paid. Everyone's name on this film is just <laughs> Mister Soundman. <laughs> Um, the 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 people doing the music they weren't paid by the right people to do this. I think it was just sort of in like in post. Loads of people just. I think the actors clubbed together and possibly the director out of his own money just like shoved money into their hands and just said, just create, "Save this film." And they were like, "I can't, but I can make some Jurassic Park music." Well, I mean, John Williams has been knocking out the same song for years, hasn't he? Well, yeah. Yes, Minky uh, Pull Up and his brother. Minky <laughs> Pull Up, I love that. Stouty Pull Up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand what her purpose is. This blind lady. No. Apart from the fact that um, the jeweler seems to become obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's making clay faces with such a look look of anger that I took the trouble to note that down. Oh, um, angry, he, mate. That's how I always do it. He spies at her with like some kind of dueling gear. Yeah, like a dueling lens, which is not how they work. It's not a telescope. No, <laughs> won't help they're looking at things far. close up, not at distance. So that, that's wrong. The lens. That's impractical. Someone called a jeweler and not the observer of things long distance. <laughs> <away>. <laughs> Mr. Telescope. <laughs> uh, 
somebody is watching this as well, um, musing about shit in the background. Uh, we later learn that it's Doctor Doom, um, but he sort of commentates the thief stealing the the brain, um, the diamond brain that's on a sconce, uh, and he says, "Let's just see what this bizarre little thief has in mind." And then he switches the brain, the the diamond brain, with an equally plausible plastic brain. <laughs> I mean, yes. if we didn't have Hector Doom, I wouldn't know what was going on, to be fair. I'm glad he was he was narrating. Victor is his Doom, surname sorry. Doom? Oh, God. His, his, his character name is Victor Von Doom. Von Doom, and he, okay. And he becomes Doctor Doom. Right, okay. He goes, he didn't spend seven years at evil medical school to be called <laughs> Mr. Von Doom, thank you. He dropped he the, the Von, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never get any work uh, otherwise, would he? And then there's a nice... Any newspaper thing that says Richard's shuttle to launch today, and then there's some stock launch footage that follows that. Yep, paid for uh, that in the public domain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Fantastic Four have launched off into space and put on a turn signal. Apparently, that made me laugh. Yeah, because <laughs> you got to indicate in space. Yeah, you? you do. Yeah, there's motorways in space. Otherwise, how will the aliens know which way you're going? Oh, oh, I need I need to know this for my theory test tomorrow. Thanks. Always remember, go, I'm going to indicate now, and then indicate. <laughs> you have to declare it so people know. Uh, they activate the antenna, and there's a lot of flashing, and it turns out it's because the diamonds are fake, which I thought was a huge assumption to leap to, but it was the right one. And, there was, and then there's a big explosion in space due to this fact. Yep, the ship explodes in space. I think Victor Von Doom goes, ha, 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 Richard. Yeah, he laughs a lot. He laughs almost as much as he screamed when he died. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of light being flashed in the actor's eyes at this point. Yeah, Uh, And then the spaceship explodes. In uh, space! Right? It explodes in space. We are all agreeing that. Indicated left towards (laughs) space. Right? Next scene... They're on Earth, not all burnt up, like, not dead from oxygen starvation or anything. No, but they've got powers now. It's not Earth. I didn't think it was Earth anyway. I thought it was a planet twinned with whales. <laughs> it was the same quarry where they shoot Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't understand how they came, they exploded and yet still survived. No, that... there, was, there was one bit of rocket on fire, just, just the one bit. All pilot the fire rocket. I thought it was sort of implied, though, how they survived that, because they've got those Powers, space yeah. suits on that's made of the same foil that they use for, like, window, sheen, window, window screen guards, you know, to keep ice yes. off. <laughs> Another thing from our theory test. I've got quite a lot of car-related I don't think metaphors. any of this is going to come up in your theory test. No, is... that won't come up. All right, but I'm holding you to that. They're mucking about on a on a moor somewhere. Ben finds them... Reed stuck under a bonnet, but he's not really stuck because he just flips it up. Like <laughs> he's stuck under a lightweight plastic dome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, he's like, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't feel anything. Uh, something must be wrong, he says. And then Johnny appears running over the hill like a knobhead, and he's like, Hey, I can throw fire at stuff. Sweet. He just needs and sets fire to a bush. Like Jesus? <laughs> Damn, is that how Jesus did it? Uh, he went to space. Indicated left to space. <laughs> and then Susan appears, but you can't... <laughs> this got very Garth Marenghi for me, this bit. Because yeah. uh, they're like, I'm here, Reed. And then she appears. And it's like, okay. 
and then she what? falls. Yeah, why not? The, uh, and he catches her with his massive arm. Oh yeah, she goes to fall, and then he, he does big pervert <laughs> arm. Yeah, I mean that effect was used a lot in this, and <laughs> that is completely like inversely disproportionate to the quality of that shot. <laughs> it's like got stretch arms, strong arms. It's weird. It's that's what one his, arm, That's what his power is: is that he can stretch himself. But it just looked like they'd put on a drain pipe and a rubber glove on the end. Go! <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was only one arm. It ain't no elastic. He does a leg later. He does a leg later. <laughs> it's the same drain pipe. It's the same drain pipe. They just put a boot on the end this time. A boot uh, they've strapped on for fantastic. <laughs> it becomes nightfall and they fire off a flare like it's the space Titanic. But it just goes poof on the floor. <laughs> it's like Leaving one of them fireworks. <laughs> uh, they gather around a fire and wonder if they're going to be lost forever. Uh, and, and Johnny Johnny Flame dude can't take it anymore because he's as sensitive as a summer flower now that my sister's invisible, I'm a human blowtorch, and you're a rubber band. Yeah, that's what he says. And Ben Grimm is just sitting there going, I'm all right though, me. Until <laughs> military police show up. Were they military police? Oh, the army? Space a load of, load of people showed up with guns anyway. And they're like, ugh. And then Ben Grimm has turned into a giant Watson of some kind <laughs> with terrifying, terrifying bake-off teeth. <laughs> they spent, I think they spent the majority of the budget on I that read puppet's that they face. Spent, yeah, and I was like, I could have done it cheaper. <laughs> there would have been less teeth for one thing. <laughs> you say, we've just made a paper mache igloo. I could have done that. <laughs> Me and the kids. <laughs> Smeared you in duck fat and just like launched I mean, you into it. No, I mean, I, I know it's 1994, but it was better prosthetics and stuff back then. They used that a lot in promotional stuff as well, that costume. Like people were going, Christ, come and watch this abortion of a film. But the, <laughs> but the interesting thing about it is that the stuntman who plays as the thing when he trans- transforms into the thing is shorter than the actor who plays Grimm. So he just becomes smaller and meaner all the time. He just becomes an angry what's-it. Yeah. An angry rubber band. Oh, well. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm a monster. They, <laughs> they take him to their testing thing, and there's this very, very long, protracted set of scenes with a doctor trying to take their blood. Yeah. As we learn about <laughs> their powers. Uh, so he can't get blood out of the thing. Ben Grimm, because his skin apparently is bulletproof. No, yeah. just needleproof at the moment. And it, well, we discovered that, yeah. Um, oh, that's great for the pandemic era. He goes I, to I see... missed a bit, though. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that... this, is, this is the bit I got confused with before. That blind woman gets delivered the heads of the four because to make a memorial statue. Oh, by the guy with yeah. the Captain America hat on. Yeah, and she... They they were the molds they used for those helmets and the spacesuits they were wearing. Oh, that's actually some plot that I must have just missed entirely. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. I got that yeah. either. Because she feels Ben's mold and like passes out because she realizes that Ben's dead. She's dead. Oh no, they don't. She does pass out, but not because she realizes. Ben oh no, because those two guys come in. 
Don't they? The two, of the ju- the two of the jewelers uh, thingies spray her in the face. And we see a point of view from her, even though she's blind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> see, I got very confused because then I've just wrote, I can see why this film wasn't released. It's very non. <laughs> I mean, the, it was the spraying in the face was one thing, but also the fact that all these idiots are carrying her off, shouting, queen, queen, queen. Uh, it was it was madness. <laughs> just... It's just Which was it? Was it Queen or Madness? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, then uh, the the Fantastic Four get carried off to the this medical facility to be tested in, in increasingly tendentious ways. Yes. Um, so as we said, Ben Ben can't be pierced by uh, a needle. Um, Johnny keeps saying him- "Flame on, flame off." That's well, that's 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 from the comic books. That is his his oh, catchphrase. Yeah, uh, sets his arm on fire. The guy shits his pants. <laughs> he's not a very good doctor, is he? I mean, he's certainly no Doctor Doom. Uh, Susan disappears and reappears behind him. Shits his pants again and stabs himself. <laughs> and stabs himself with it, <laughs> which, which is impressive. Yeah, and um, oh, then he goes to a read, doesn't he? Then yes. Uh, Take your Reed, own blood. <laughs> and Reed just goes, Mark, pervert arms, go. <laughs> I'm sure he's got two pipes there, actually, at that point. I think they, they doubled up on the pipes for that day. We don't need double pipes for a syringe. In fighting, it would have been worthwhile. But no, only ever one hand for fighting. Other one for waving. <laughs> um, and then Doctor Doom comes back into this in a cutscene. Is it a chief scientist talks to talks to him and says Colossus lives in them or something like that, and it, they've discovered that their contact with Colossus has given them superpowers, and he wants the Doctor to put all of that into one man, telling them that no one could be as mal- as powerful as one man could become with all of that. And then the two bad Doctors get ambushed by Thief and his goons. I've written down after that. I've got no memory of that. At all. Nope. I mean, yep. at this point, I was like, what is happening? Because this is boring. At this point. Gets, For yeah, a superhero film, up. there should have been a fight at some point in this. But there wasn't. Well, I put goons appear and start shooting, and Flame Boy gets his flame on. So I don't know what scene this is and what's happened. This is, sounds like uh, a different film. <laughs> this is, they're in the hospital slash compound where there's just one spinny fan blade at the end of the corridor <laughs> in every shot uh, and they get Ben to beat up the guards in a very style way <laughs> then they put on the suits uh, ah. Ben plays cards with the corpses of these people which is weird uh, they go about a bit and find some information, open a door an alarm is triggered and then we get the fight sequence and we get the first instance of Ben's classic catchphrase, it is time to do a clobber. <laughs> the old clobbering hour. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. And then everyone uses their powers um, to against the guys in the green suits who are just everyone's uh, minions because they work for Victor Von Doom, they work for this hospital. They've yeah. all got their own paintball gun. They're like temps, you just hire them. Like it's very squid gamey, yeah. They shoot. Yeah, it's they shoot. sort of like the squid game, sort of 
crossed with the Crystal Maze. It looked like the futuristic realm of the Crystal Maze. Um, and I, I've put banana suited guards. Were they dressed in yellow? They were. They were dressed in yellow, but I think the guards that come in after the alarm were in green, because I have. But there again, she does it about four times because that's her only power is just to disappear. It's an unripe banana. Ah, true. So, yeah. Uh, ben Grimm deflects all the bullets and, and does a clobber on people. Uh, Johnny keeps doing fireballs at people, but like none of them get hurt by them because they can't show that, obviously. I think Reed does a pipe to the face. <laughs> <laughs> and two guards run... T- oh, no, two guards stand opposite either side of Susan and open fire, and she disappears. And they shoot each other. Yeah, as though... Bullets go through her as well. I was like, just when she becomes invisible, does she cease to exist? Or is she just invisible? Well, because she could talk before, couldn't she, when she was invisible? But if she's, does she become like a poltergeist? Or does she still have like mass and shape? Like like the invisible man in the thing. Like If you wrapped bandages around her, could she still go invisible? If that's yeah. the case, why doesn't her costume hover in the air? I think I'm not saying PG I want to see her run around in the nips, like, but <laughs> yeah. consistency. Uh, I, uh, uh, Reed actually trips them up with his long leg. He does a big That's leg. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does a big leg, and uh, Johnny Flame does some art welding. Um, they also confront Doctor Doom, and they say, "We're going home." And he says, "How rude!" And they say, "Who asked you? You overgrown tin can." Um, That's Johnny. That. That's a classic Johnny line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rubber bands, tin cans, all his stuff is based on like 1920s little rascals <laughs> sketches. I just liked his dialogue though. How rude. <laughs> I nothing would be nice to you. Uh, and then the yeah. thing breaks through a wall like a stacked boy that he is, and they escape. They escape at home. And I think at this point, oh no, it's later on, uh, but there is a swirly paper. Uh, Fantastic Four dead. All right, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, oh drama. Because uh, there is another there's another swoosh bit later on. And I'm like, is this a film or is it a TV series? Because you can't be both. Because it does the swooshy things loads. Dead on Space Whales or wherever it was. <laughs> two, ma- two Italian mafia men go to speak with uh, the jeweler and his band of Fagin-style Oliver <laughs> Twist urchins. <laughs> <laughs> And they want this diamond off him that he's got. Yeah, oh, but he wants also to give the, the blind he wants to give it to. Yeah, he's chained up for some reason. Which he wants to give the diamond to his pottery queen. Right. He's got a fixation on her that I can't unpick at this point. No, I didn't get it because she's blind. The only uh, thing I put for this is what's this weird subplot with the sewer goons and the blind girl? Yeah, I have uh, zero this... interest in what was going on. <laughs> There's also the line, escort the queen to my room. I need to have a private consultation. And I thought, this is dark, man. Yeah. <laughs> really she'd, never, dark. she'd never see it coming. That's the problem. <laughs> dark. No, I mean, genuinely. <laughs> it's like... Because she's blind. She's in, no, because she's in unfamiliar surroundings, right? Oh, man, I don't understand. I, I didn't Question. understand this at all. Why did Go they on. dress her up in all that stuff and all? Because she's yeah. a queen. They, they dressed her in like queenly regalia. Queen like of the trash that. people! <laughs> I don't know. They just, they just took a liking to her. I think they had a lot of stuff. They bought a job lot of like um, 
costumes from a going out of fight. Going out of, yeah, and they were like, uh, put her in this. Yeah, this old Xena warrior princess costume. That'll do. It was strange. The two guys come in. They want we want the diamond. Uh, they pull guns on him. Everyone else pulls guns out. I believe the jeweler says, leave and don't come back. Uh, next time I won't be so forgiving. Uh, it's, it's bad. Mr. Script wrote the script. <laughs> script bot eight. Um, and it cuts back to the, the Fantastic Four who are not dead. And they're trying to work out the superpowers. So Reed is, is talking about how the superpowers are, are based on like their weaknesses. Uh, so Susan can so unstretch you before. <laughs> he says that he's been stretched too thin in the past, and that's why he can stretch. And um... um, Susan is very shy, and that's why she can turn herself invisible. Ben, Johnny Flame Boy. <laughs> Johnny is an ass. Well, yeah. Um, he, the giant what's it is because he's got brute strength, and greatest weaknesses is strength. And uh, I didn't fully understand yeah. that last one, but then it got me thinking. What would your superpower be if it was based on your weakness? I haven't got any weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably turn into a giant arrow because I have an inability to follow pointed directions like a dog. Or maybe I'll turn into a dog. I'm going to follow directions. Not if you well, mean it. Cause not she's pointed nippier. directions <laughs> no, because they don't no. understand the, the finger. Yeah, they don't follow the line of the finger, yes. It's not something that I've been really aware of until Katie pointed it out at great length. You just have very poor spatial awareness, it's fine. <laughs> I just look at the hand. I don't know, I genuinely don't know. In terms of like a superhero power, I don't know what, I don't know how mine would manifest itself <laughs> without just being like one of the useless sort of mystery I, men I powers. Know. When I, when I... Hey, mystery men's awesome. When I, I know, really but think about the... it... In the comics, I, there was a I whole imagine you, though, raft. I imagine you, though, as uh, Surly from Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Surly is Surly's friend. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I should have had some time to prepare for that. You've just got to face your team and stand. It's easy. Um, don't go into space when you're unqualified for space travel. The thing isn't happy because he's a monster. He's not dealing well with this at all. And he decides to go off and square up to some girls at a club to prove it. Uh, and he waits outside a restaurant in a blanket and freaks out a dishwasher. Yep. It's, it's a whole sequence that feels like it could have been done better. Again, that dishwasher guy was doing excellent lines of, oh, having to put the rubbish in the bins. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have to narrate what you're doing... It's you're not, not good at acting. <laughs> or dishwashing, to be honest. Yeah, uh, he has a, a thing, and he the thing with the blanket over his head is a is a is a from the book is from the comics. He, is it to sort of shield his yeah. face? Right. He okay. walk. He, well, originally he'd walk about like that, and then later on he just puts like a trench coat and a fedora on, and no one knows that he's a man <laughs> made of bricks. Like um, until he smiles, and everyone's blinded by his teeth. <laughs> terrifying, terrifying corn teeth. <laughs> Um, Susan turns up with um, some Fantastic Four suits that she's made herself, which is... Being, a- being a woman, she knows how to operate a sewing machine. <laughs> Can anyone describe what the costume is like? It is in keeping Ranger. with the comic books. Um, it's a yeah. 90s Power Ranger suit. Yeah, pretty yes. much. It's a spandex, it's exactly like her yeah. one-piece. They do have a name for it now, because you can buy them in, in like with any sort of 
thing on them you want, like Harlequin shapes and stuff. And it's got it, it's 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 literally the one from the comics. But that's the problem with comic book design and like real world design is that comic book designs in the real world look shit. <laughs> like they yeah, always yeah. do. That's why they have to change them to make them not. I didn't think they were too bad. They get a lot of stick online, as I expect the reviews section will pick up. But where I really take issue is the fact that, and I don't think you see him now because he's off, you know, going doing his thing out in the streets. But Trollboy um, just has a pair of blue underpants. <laughs> a pair of little I blue pants. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they're Speedos. like, yeah, they're spandex or something. They're little they're wrestling trunks. Yeah. And they've not even got a four on them. They've just given him some trunks. Well, you can't put it on his knob, can you? Four. <laughs> Your feet, love. Yeah. Does he have a rock knob? <laughs> Genuinely don't know whether this has ever like come up. Or would it just be like a little nubbin? <laughs> a little pebble? <laughs> yeah. Right, here we go. Let's mess up Joe's search history. <laughs> <laughs> Does the thing have a rock knob? Uh, I'm waiting with bated breath. I don't, I don't know. That uh, it's know. official. The thing has an orange penis made of orange rock. Hmm. Oh, right. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, 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 not that. Um, there's a picture here of that bodysuit right. from the film with two separate heads next to it, hanging up in what appears to be someone's cloakroom. <laughs> like, um, this doesn't have a knob, a suit. Um, I keep looking. But uh, according to Stanley, uh, Lee declined to answer the question in the film, but um, eventually he said, Yes, he does. Common sense would say it was made of orange rock, too. I, I think that should be after a heavy sigh, Stanley <laughs> said. Like, I did loads of other stuff. Why? <laughs> it's that Simpsons bit, isn't it? Uh, in the wizard's dungeon. Um, it's, it's people asking with you the kids? real questions that the real people want to know. I really don't want to know if the... Cause, Again, I'm not a lady, but would you want to have a go on his no. dry ass? Oh, I'd be cold as well. Blind girl, Mike, because she's obsessed with him. She's always got her hands in clay, though, haven't she? You see? Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh, my God, mm. we're finding bellies in this film, <laughs> even, did. Uh, So the thing. Also, the notes for this film are going to be like, you'll learn if the thing has a cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I, I ever wanted to do was educate people. Or something. I don't know. Although, anyway, like anyway, anyway, right? Lo- logic, though, as well. Can the human torch just set his on fire? Does oh, Mr. what about Bendy Man? Make it massive. <laughs> Stretch, but he can't make it. So he could make oh, it like so spaghetti. No <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can do but, you from over the room. He doesn't have to leave the couch. But, but, you, but you wouldn't know about it. You'd just be like, yeah, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cut this. Um... <laughs> He could also put it down the inside of his trousers and just have a wee. Like, when he was just stood there, you'd never know. <laughs> Hence our third limb, anyone? Swing around like a monkey. Um, if Susan Storm got fat, could she just make <laughs> the outside bits thin so she looked thin? Asking the real questions. Thank God Stanley's dead, because I'm sure he would be so angry. <laughs> I, I really didn't think that this podcast would get shipwrecked at this point of the film. Let's move on away from this. Yeah, so the giant what's it anyway? It's freaking out around. Is that what he calls Um, it? (laughs) Last one, I promise. uh, 
He doesn't have a fedora on. He has a little pork pie hat and he goes <laughs> to the thieves and they welcome him with open arms. You know, you're near the homeless people when there's a barrel on fire nearby. That's that's yeah. shorthand for, for tramps. Uh, and we get to meet, I don't know, again, none of these people are named, but this guy clearly did sometime at like Juilliard or something because he's, he's putting his all into it. No, come and stay with us. You can sleep. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he goes into the jeweler's lair, which is just this one room with some pipes sticking out of it. And he sees the blind girl. We have to refer to her as the blind girl because we don't know her name. Yeah. yeah. It's not for horrible reasons. The potter I've put her as. Okay, well, the potter will refer to her as from now on. She, she likes... <laughs> she sees him. <laughs> she um, she senses senses Ben there. Ben, I think does he do another clobber here? Yeah, uh, he does no, about four clobbers. Time. Yeah. yeah, he beats up a load of people. Uh, but she tells him yeah. she loves him, and then he loses his fast. rock skin. Is that what they call it? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I've just put that they set a, the goons introduce. The jeweler, the, like the head thief, to the troll troll guy, and then so he sets a goon to watch over her, who stiffs her a little bit. I didn't imagine that, did I? <laughs> I don't even know what you mean by stiffs her a bit. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I have to go back and watch. No, no don't do that. Nobody cares. Um, I'm not editorialising here. I just write what I see, and I saw a goon wait. sniffer. Oh, sniffer. What did you think I, said? I thought you said stiffer a bit, and I was like, I don't know what that means. No, I thought you said stiffer. Move on. Move <laughs> on. Christ. They, the thieves, anyway, they love him, and they dub him Ben. So I don't think there's a fight at that point. Well, is, this not, is this not the bit where Doctor Doom appears and starts kicking ass? He's trying to uh, get no, the diamond. He's, he's introduced next, because he says that he's going on a day trip, which is weird. <laughs> to the sewer. And Reed figures out that he's still alive uh, by comparing notes, and I don't understand that. <laughs> it's just notes, comparative literature, which proves that Victor is alive and well, and on I a mean, day trip. That's the least of the worries, yeah. And then uh, Doctor Doom shows up at the at the place with lots of guns, and then he shoots a man, who then says "ow" and dies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's also a guy that falls into a big hole and goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh. The jeweler, uh, to be fair, this was this bit was quite good. The jeweler grabs the potter and goes, stay back or I'll hurt her. And Victor goes, and? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know who she is. Uh, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, Ben's like, no, don't. Uh, and then, was that bad as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guard, the, the, the tramp guard who coerced Ben into the thing stands there with two of his mates and Victor goes, I will tell you this only once, get out of my way and they all just run off and I was like this is <laughs> dumb as fuck It's just occurred to me as well that they've they've dubbed him Ben but that's just his name isn't it? They've not dubbed him that really. Oh, they're just calling him by his name I have chosen to call you Joe. It's I mean uh, yes. Yeah. Everyone else has referred to him as Ben. No one at any point refers to him as the thing in this film which, Which is, is nice, because he's still got his identity. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, I don't think any of them are ever referenced by their Fantastic Four names at any point in this film. Mm. 
No, I know no, Hodges. I don't, so I don't think any of them are, which is a mistake. One of many mistakes. Uh, but I guess Mr. Name wasn't on the uh, script writing <laughs> team. <laughs> I think as well, uh, I've put uh, one hour, 12 minutes in, so it must have really pleased me at the time. I think Dr. Doom says, it's, it seems he's not quite himself today. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling a bit poorly around Dr. Doom. He'll <laughs> euthanize you. And then that makes sense, though, because that's what happened to him in the hot well, he, he didn't get killed. He got turned into a doobie boy, but, you know. But, yes. So Victor takes straight to the morgue, anyway. Victor takes, <laughs> Victor takes the Potter hostage, uh, who then goes, Ben, I love you. For some reason, Ben loses his powers, which means yeah. he can never love again. Guilty Ben has got no muscles. No, but then he goes, ah, and that no, wind uh, flashing. Oh, that was horrible, aren't they? He was no, horrible. He runs off while everyone misses him with bullets, and then he gets outside and goes, ah, and then just goes, oh, well, and what? Just like doesn't go back in to try and rescue the woman. But he flashes between him and his paper machinist, and it just keeps flashing and flashing while he's going, That's ah, what you call it? teeth, and I can't cope. It was horrible. <laughs> It That's was what you call a transformation sequence. Ever. Yes. And then did he spin round as well at one point? Did his Absolutely. head spin round? I think, I think this is where the figure four, the Fantastic Four logo does a do to the camera and back. And I was like, this is terrible. I hate this so much. I've also got, oh, this, yeah. Also, when he's doing that thing, he gets assaulted by a radar machine. It goes boom, boom, while he's changing as well. Oh, I like, had variety, I'll give it that. It's like they threw everything they knew how to do with it. <laughs> uh, after this, Doctor Doom sort of like sends a video message to the Fantastic Four showing off a laser uh, that proves he can fuck shit up. What's with him? Laser envy. Giant <laughs> laser. <laughs> well, any other laser-related quotes? <laughs> <laughs> Blade, laser, <laughs> laser, and Michelle. <laughs> he says that they've got twelve hours to surrender themselves, or he'll wipe out New York City, which seems like a random target. That's where they live. Uh, well, I mean, they can fly out of that if they know the threat's coming. That's not. I mean, not oh here, no! Man. I pay the rent there. <laughs> oh, oh, don't destroy that. If my landlord's been annihilated. He's a nice villain, though, giving them 12 hours. He's a very indistinct villain because half the time you can't tell what he's saying because it was the, the, the mic was picking up his voice inside the mask and it was supposed to overdub it with his voice afterwards and just never did. So he's there most of the time just going... <laughs> uh, it's like... I was born of the fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much like that. Yeah. They, uh, they surrender themselves. Don't they? We surrender. Uh, this is the point I've stopped giving a shit. Yeah, it gets very hectic at this point. We're, we're getting Time towards the merciful day, end of the film. Well, they, I, I, I've got, literally, they arrive, he puts them in a thing and starts trying to steal their powers. Yeah, there's a giant tractor beam that pins them down Yeah, as they ah. approach the big massive death laser. Yes. It pins everything down apart from Reed Richards' kicky leg! <laughs> he uses that to kick the machine over and it breaks. And no! Uh, but then he decides to turn the, fire, the la- fire the laser anyway. 
Yeah, it gets refracted through Diamond's skull and then pointed at each of them, and that causes them to all display their best orgasm faces. I got I missed that with Ben Grimm and his face. Yeah, he then says, you know, it's clobbered time again. I can do a clobber. <laughs> Get swifty. Uh, Susan goes invisible, and two goons run into one another through her. Which is thing. She does that three times, I'm sure. Every fight, she does that. Oh, and then at one point as well, she throws up a force field, which is another power that she has. But they make no no mention of that. Uh, Johnny's throwing fireballs around. Reed's doing big arms and big legs to trip people up. He he does an elongated arm, which punches two people along the way, which I thought was nice. (laughs) That was a good bit. That's in the trailer. (laughs) That's for the sizzle reel, that one. (laughs) Doctor Doom gets panicky and then presses a self-destruction sequence that they can't stop. And uh, Johnny Flame chases after it as a giant ball of flame. Yeah, uh, This is where human... Mr. Film comes into his own. The human torch can fly. Um, again, never mentioned up to this point. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Film does his, does his best. It is 1994, but it does look... He oh. looks like the dean with his VR device in community. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what? <laughs> it's that bit. It's, it's just him. And it, there's even a bit where he sort of like hits some sort of force field or something and he throws us around. He goes, and spins around for a minute. Like for a very long time. Mr. Film just read the brief on that one and Gave him what they oh, asked for. I've got a new spinning program. Would you like me to use that? Put it in. We don't Please. give a shit, Mr. Film. <laughs> I'm not even going to pay you for this. Stop it. Wine nearly came out my nose. Um, <laughs> he manages to eventually block it and do that thing that they always do in superhero films where the two lasers things are fighting each other. Uh, he pushes it all back. Then a big mar- it turns into a big marble and then we just cut away from it. Uh, it I think it's at this point where we catch the thing hitting it off with the blind potter who's caressing his rubbly body with her hands. And she introduces herself at last. As... None, of, none of us caught her name. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'd given up, to be honest. After this, I think after the spinny human torch laser thing, I was like... Maybe, it didn't, maybe her, she didn't like... even give her name then. It's like, hello, I'm blind. <laughs> I'm, I'm a potter. <laughs> Uh, Reed catches up with Doctor Doom, whose hand goes all spiky. That was pretty dope. That was like a what was that all about? Like, like Wolverine claws in his hand. Oh like, right, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, tungsten okay. tip screws coming out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Partridge, uh, and he goes, yeah. and then he Reed gets... just big hands him off the... <laughs> off the side of the building. He's like clinging on for dear life, appealing to to Reed. Um, Even who, now, you cannot finish me off, Reed, he says. He extends a very long hand down to him. <laughs> he, does so. two, he has two big pipes down to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, cause at this point, I'm like, does Victor want to die? Yeah, I think so. It, it didn't make sense because he's like, help me, but don't. Yep. And then he's, he's, his hand falls off anyway. His metal hand with the claws yeah. on it falls off. Yeah, and he goes, still oh, got one left. Oh, no, he's got everything. Falls to his death. Uh, uh, oh, meanwhile, Flame Lad uh, has managed to direct the laser back towards the moon. So, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'll well, just it... bounce off the moon, which, you know, the light does. That's why the moon shows up. Something because... explodes. 
the moon? The moon? That's what I'm saying. I think he exploded the moon. So he's the fucked bastard. the earth, then, isn't it? She's going to play merry hell with tides. He could have. He could have directed it towards anything other than the moon, and it would have been all right. Into space. Oh, but indicator. you can't flashlights onto there because it'll dazzle other drivers. And you can't indicate on a laser. You've got to keep your low beams down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something explodes when he directs it back, and I assumed it was the moon. Or a handy satellite that was in I'm not saying it. that. Right. Thinking about it, he's flying through space with this laser. So are they on a moon base alpha? I'm not <laughs> Where this laser sure. was fired? No, because... I mean, it's to the film's credit that we just don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't care. But I'd like to know. It, well, it, must, so it can't be on Earth because the laser then. is pointing towards New York City on well, Earth, isn't it? He flies out through space to chase it down. Yang, yang, yang. That happens in space. Yeah. So when he stops moving, then it's just going to shine. Is that what you mean? Nobody knows. Yeah. Let's move on. Right. Well, Doctor Doom's dead. Yes, but his hand. Thank you, Fink. Yeah. It does Which a little is a different family. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, you see, it's all that. Armored yeah. thing. Paladin thing. And then there's a sudden cut to a wedding. A wedding. Um, everyone else is in their uh, Fantastic Four outfits, apart from Susan, who has to get married in a dress because she's a girl. <laughs> And uh, Troll Boy is uh, wearing his customary pants to the wedding. <laughs> Not but even I his don't understand because he can he can get rid of his what's it skin. So why he would could, he still a what's it? He could just get an extra size, like a plus size suit to go over it. They do later on, but again, they, I don't think they had the budget for that. But they, he could literally get an audio recording of her going "I love you, Ben," and just play that constantly, and then he'd be fine, wouldn't he, forever? Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't. He tells some people to back up or he'll do a clobber on him, probably. <laughs> and then we reach the single best part of the oh. film where it ends. Where all the budget went, I think. Somebody want to explain what happens? <laughs> Joe's too busy laughing. Go on, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Go on, James. <laughs> I'm not sure I can do it the justice that it deserves. No, they get the, into the car. Yeah, the, car the wedding away. car. And it has just married and all the the strings and tins and all that jazz. And then the big (laughs) blue arm comes out. Really thin, snaky arm. Right. Waves as if someone's got like a co anger up there waggling it. It's like if Mr. Tickle was in Fantastic Four. While leathered and suffering from a (laughs) malady. I think uh, the, the actor who played Doctor Doom. Was saying that he watched it at this point and his face just fell and he went, Nope, it's <laughs> thrown off. It was only at that point, his it was face only fell. at that point. Although maybe this the was the first the scene film. to be filmed. Well, I, I don't, don't think know. it was, fi- I don't think it was filmed chronologically, man. If somehow, well, I wouldn't put it past Mr. Film, <laughs> Mr. Scheduling was not part of this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because to be fair, Doctor Doom pretty good actor in it like he was sort of a campy fun villain yeah 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 but yeah if i was like if i was on set and i was like that's what we're going with yeah i'm going um, dr doom does anybody know what his chief inspiration was no i don't mean in the comics but i mean for the actor and anyone guess no i called him hector through half of it so <laughs> joe i'm gonna guess? say hitler oh very close i think you get half a point for that it was mussolini 
Oh. He was told to just go out there. That's why he's folding his arms a lot. Oh, it's okay. Oh, the one Dwight Schrute does the imitation. Speed job, yes, <laughs> yes, job, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah uh, it's Mussolini from uh, The Office, US. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, um, in, in the thing he's, Doctor Doom is like Yora of a, of a fictional Yeah, it state. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I can see where they were going with it. Uh, can, yes, we, but, can we wrap the film up now? Please? That was fantastic <laughs> for 1994. Oh, I mean, I, in the... In the term of Fabios, right, let's, let's get to that. I'm going to go two bronze Fabios because I laughed at certain bits in it and I want to have that if I ever get remarried. <laughs> I want in my wedding car a big blue hand I can just wave out the sunroof. I, I think I would give it one bronze Fabio hand just moving of its own accord. <laughs> oh, you're right. I was going to go for once. I've... I've gone above you guys i said five bronze fabios because it oh, doesn't it deserve want, a silver yeah. no, no god no no no, no it's definitely I, well, a you could have at least gone for fantastic four bronze fabios oh, oh i didn't think oh, no, it just it didn't have enough action in Fabio. it it was just oh, a massive hole fantastic in it. <laughs> it, no it if i don't mess. understand what was going on then i'm yeah wait this was 1994 at least uh, in Titanic 2, I knew the plot. <laughs> as it was. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I, I'm assuming we're going to find out some things about this now, because I have stuff I want to say as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yep, so that was Fantastic Four, 1994. 1994 also brought us The Lion King, Forrest Gump, uh, the mask, uh, four weddings and a funeral. Brilliant. Could be the alternate title of this. Uh, it had a budget of a million dollars, which would be nearly two million dollars today, or one million three hundred pounds. Million dollars. <laughs> I always have to think about you know when you do a number that big. I still get where it now the, that I just where can't the zeros are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I've translated that into costumes, first of all. I thought it was quite nice costumes in that. That would get you 1,732 Stormtrooper outfits for your many goons. Uh, or, you know, if you don't want to be conventional about it, um, Ram outfits would be good. I've got I've got one. I'll send it to you. Uh, Ram? I'm sorry. Is it a sheet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you said ramen, and I was like, noodles? No, no, no. A Ram? A Ram. I've sent it to you on WhatsApp. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll make this I'll make this available on Twitter. All right, afterwards. that would be horrifying. Yeah. It would be, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. Army goons, of Rams. All your goons were dressed like that. Yeah. No, I, mean, I love be how nice. he stood, though, with his hands on his hips. Furious Ram. Yeah. <laughs> that, or a sea seahorse. Like, you know, 2,602 seahorse costumes that I've found. Mm. Uh, I'll send that to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they go they go progressively down in price. There's just one left, and it is that the best one. That doesn't look like a seahorse. <laughs> that looks like know. the thing's knob. I don't, <laughs> know what that, I, said, I don't know what that thing at the front is, but I do not like it. <laughs> um, or, and, <laughs> you know when you put... <laughs> you want $700 for that monstrosity? <laughs> you know when you put armbands on your feet and nearly die in the swimming pool? <laughs> They've just put it on their crotch. We're having this conversation. <laughs> Or 4,308 big white goose costumes. Hey, don't send me any more costumes. I want one, one more. I want a big white goose. 
<laughs> He's got a bow tie. He's fancy. Look at his face. Look at his eyes. <laughs> I say, if I was going with them, I'd have, I'd have them as my foot soldiers, and then the Rams as the higher ups. <laughs> no, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah. The Rams, the Rams have got their head screwed on, right? That goose looks the, mental. I couldn't have geese uh, goons because Etta would just be going honk at them the whole time. <laughs> um, geese goons. Yeah, anyway, after that madness, <laughs> um, I was looking for a... Because I was thinking along the lines of the diamond brain, uh, and I initially typed a brain for sale, and there was nothing... <laughs> Which I think is probably a good thing in hindsight. I think the problem with with that scheme, though, is that you know, sort of going with diamond statues is difficult because rich people don't like to give price tags on things. You're just supposed to like know the amount or something. You uh, have to ask. You can't afford it. Yeah. So I had to go with something cheaper, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not proud of it, and it's frankly disturbing. But 1,965 statues of a sitting man with a dog's head, which I've sent to you. Oh, stop it! Oh my god, yes. And the jewels really make it. I think the real diamonds... Also, I, no, I don't think they're real diamonds. I think they're stickers I've got in my house. I was going to say, someone's just bejeweled the fuck out of that, haven't they? There's, there's loads of them, like people with dogs and cats' heads. Uh, anyway, that, that was disturbing enough. I'm just laughing Joe's going to have a field day with this <laughs> on the Twitter. Listen to this pod so you can see what this is. <laughs> oh, why, why you do this? <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so that was the Fantastic Four. It was killed by the production company. There's a lot of people pointing fingers uh, at everybody else. Everybody thinks that everybody else knew that it was going to be axed, but it probably was the production company as they um, got to keep the rights because they're sort of releasing something. And then they later kept that for later films. Uh, everyone apparently working on it assumed that it would be released. And the fact that, I mean, I, th- I yeah, I, <laughs> I winced a little bit at that as well, Joe. But they sank quite a lot of money into uh, like the, the music to this afterwards, which is assumed that because I think what they wanted was, you know, Roger Corman was director of the Fantastic Four film. Roger Corman isn't a fool. As much as he like sits on camera and goes, oh, I thought it was going to be released. He's not a fool. Um, he he knew that he could sort of spin something out. This was a year after Carnosaur. Um, that's by no means a better film. Oh, Christ. It, yeah, it was, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he could get something out in a hurry for a million pounds. A million dollars, sorry. Yeah, just everybody thought, well, it's going to be shit, but my name's going to be on a Fantastic Four thing. You know, a Marvel feature-length film. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a warm way. Mr. Film could get himself out there, you know. Um, so the director we, we visited before, Ole Sassoon, uh, he was the one that previously filmed Blood Fist 3. So I'll, I'll skip oh, it. The worst uh, of all the Blood Fists so far. <laughs> he's the reason that we're here. So yeah, that's two films that he's done. The writers, who have a lot to answer for, uh, Craig Nevius, he uh, was he did the Marquis de Sade film. I don't know if anyone saw that, yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember thinking it was... No, it's not a good film. It's not a good... It's, but it's not, like, really exploitative either. It's not no, like it could, a it could, film. Yeah, no, it, it could it have been, easily but be. yeah, it, it's... Uh, yeah, and it could not. also have easily been because he's done a lot of dodgy S&M films labelled Black Scorpion. A lot mm-hmm. like that dog statuette, really. <laughs> the covers are all, like, full of those. Um, and something called A Very Unlucky Leprechaun in 1998. 
Um, Kevin Rock was the other writer, because there's always two. And he worked on Raging Angels and Warlock. So I think we mentioned him probably around the well, same time. Warlock, Warlock at some film. point, yeah. yeah. Uh, Reed uh, was played by Alex Hyde-White. He's a TV jobber who got his, came to fame on the original Battlestar Galactica. He was also in loads of things, TV things. Matlock, Buck Rogers, Quincy Emmy. Um, and he was also in something called Time Trackers 1989 that looks like a riot. Um, it looks like a Time Bandit spin-off. That sounds vaguely familiar, Time Trackers. Yeah. It looks like something that was on in the daytime in the 90s a lot. <laughs> uh, Johnny Storm was played by Jay Underwood. He uh, has actually starred in some big-name things. He was in Uncle Buck as something. He was in the West Wing as a congressman, ER, uh, Voyager. Uh, also, Sons of Darkness, colon, Time to Die for Two. Uh, no, I think it's to die for two, but that confused me. Um, <laughs> the synopsis to that is oh, vampires. Fantastic. You ready for this? Nineteen ninety-one. Vampires come to town. Who's a vampire? Who's not? Ask our main character, who is suspicious, and our main character's brother, who gets seduced by one. Um, uh, Susan Storm was done by Rebecca Starb. Uh, that's S T W A B. Uh, and she she came across as genuinely likable in the documentary. She, uh, I think she did like quite a lot of, uh, I hate to say research into the comic, but, but I think she was very interested in sort of like the fan base for it. Um, the Thing, Michael Bailey Smith, he was in uh, Men in Black 2. He was in yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child as Super Freddy. I've oh. watched that one. Yeah, so fairly, fairly sort of big name antagonist role. He was also in Voyager, Babylon 5. And Cage 2, Arena of Death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and I looked up the jeweler as well, Ian Trigger. He, um, this killed his career. Uh, before that, he was on quite a lot of like mainstream British TV, mainly doing like Frankie Howard related stuff. I think he was on really? Frankie Howard's show and he was on up Pompeii as well. Yeah. So. And he thought, I made it. I'm in the big time. I'm in Hollywood. And he went, <laughs> right, you're going to be a diamond smelling pervert. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he i mean he was in many ways the weirdest choice for this a completely different tangent on this film completely uh dr <laughs> doom obviously joseph culp mad men he was being he's been in apollo 13 he played roosevelt in agents of shield as well uh and deep deep space nine um and something called Caged in Paradiso, 1989. What a lot of really cages! Shut up! <laughs> Jinx! <laughs> which is where a group of women falsely imprisoned on an island fortress plan to escape, featuring a laser-guarded prison, terrorists, and a tribe of Amazons. I mean, yes, please! Sounds good. And that's where I entered it. Um, thus is diverted into the moon, James Facts. Reviews, as you can imagine, were all very. Oh, it wasn't meant to be for release, and I can see why it wasn't meant to be for release. Basic. So I've scrolled through to try and find some different versions. So Jetan in 2009 gave it a 7 out of 10, and the title for this is Fun! Exclamation mark. Vastly better than the awful 2005 effort and its lame sequel. Yep. The special effects are awful, yes, but hardly cheesier than the lame, big-budget CGI we have seen since. The overall flavour is very in keeping with the early Fantastic Four comics, 
and you can tell that the folks who made it really love these comics. Again, in sharp contrast to the soulless efforts of the 21st century. This guy does not like the uh, new Fantastic Four. No, he's really laying into it, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the acting is even better than the later version, again. <laughs> and in my opinion, the script as well. The casting is virtually perfect. As you can easily tell, I really loathe the big Hollywood versions, or he said it himself. He did. <laughs> if you like the original comic magazines, though, you could do a whole lot worse than blow an evening with this. And I love the line, hey, Mrs. Storm, can Johnny and Sue go to outer space with us? Really? Yeah, yeah that did happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reed, the big pervert. Oh, I guess if you're in space, it's legal. Yeah. Oh, stop. Uh, Phoenix 107 from 2001 gave it a four out of 10. Not as bad as you might think. I personally love the FF and was thrilled when my eBay copy of this movie arrived in the mail. I wasn't expecting much and was not disappointed. However, <laughs> I respected the effort they put into the film, made with a slim $2 million budget, which doesn't concur with no. James's $1 million. He's allowed for inflation there. Ah, uh, <laughs> in 2001. Uh, well, I mean, he might, yeah, because by He's then it might have been closer to $2 million. He's taken it to uh, promotional material and, like, uh, press tours uh, and stuff. But, you know, in future, Phoenix 107, get your facts right. Yeah, Phoenix 107. <laughs> it's not even a real radio station. <laughs> To the accurate costumes, good casting, decent acting, and the horrible script, I give this movie an appropriate dot 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 four. Did he spell out dot dot dot? No, he's just done the ellipses. Four is 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 five for this. I mean, it's out of all. Pro- what if that was out of fifty? Maybe. <laughs> right. We all want to hear from Movie Man Kev. Yes. Two thousand and five. He reviewed this. He gave it a three out of ten. Yeah. And then he's titled it he's now. A movie the two- man. <laughs> now the 2005 one can't help but look great. Help is in big letters. Is he trying to just spell out something else? Is he being held captive by Mr. Film? <laughs> the first to the first letters of each line spell out something. <laughs> With the big budget Fantastic Four film opening this upcoming July, I've decided that now's the time to take a look at this unreleased Roger Corman gem in inverted commas, from more than a decade ago. After getting hit by cosmic rays and having their space shuttle blown, the four friends are turned fantastic. Well, maybe not that fantastic given the budget, but you can hardly call the film hammily acted below mediocre for, can you? After undergoing some tests, they're off to fight the fabulous flamboyantly gay Doctor Doom. I mean, Kev, <laughs> you all right, mate? Do you want to talk? <laughs> this is in the same league as Superman 4, Batman and Robin and the Star Wars Holiday Special in its sheer awfulness. I kind of hope it was released way back when, if only because it would have made a great MST3K episode. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay, thank you, Joe. Uh, And he just ends it with my grade D. But he also gave it three. Yeah. So I don't want the grading system. Sexy Mystery Kev. (laughs) (laughs) Movie Man Kev. Sexy Mystery (laughs) Man Kev. Speaking of Sexy Kev, we've had to stop Theodore saying to the Google, play Sexy Kev videos. No! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sexy Kev's a wrestler. It's not a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, stop it. Yes. I respect you, movie man, Kev, but I don't understand you. No, um, because Batman and Robin is... It's all right. It's not the best of the Batman films, but it's way better than this. And 
the Star Wars holiday, no one's ever made it all the way through the Star Wars holiday special <laughs> because it is actual garbage. Movie Man Kev, have you watched it all the way through? Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> Movie Man Kev. Yeah, if you're still alive. <laughs> but he's contradictory to Jetan, who loved this one compared to the 2005 one. I mean, if you've got now to do of a day, watch the 2005 one. It is a mess. Like, it's probably going to be next week, isn't it? No, or like, no. I, I take some it, kind I take of Italian uh, animated so, version of it. Turkish Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. It's great. It's him I'm driving around. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, oh, Japanese Spider-Man where he just kicks people to death. Yeah. Good. Take it back now. Now after after listening to this and stuff, if they would if they would genuinely try, then I don't mind it as much. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the so they started casting for this. I think. Well, I think they finished casting in December 1993. They started filming just after Christmas because everyone was pissed off about not having any time off over Christmas. Um, so really late December. And they finished filming by the end of January. I don't think there was any time to care. Yeah. But I think they all wanted it to be released, at least get credits for something, because I think that's like the worst part of it, really. You get money for the work you put in, but you don't get any credit. So there's no lead into other work. There's no residuals for it. Yeah. But reading the reviews, it seems to be like it was released due to like public demand at like Comic Con and stuff because it was yeah yeah so um, much like the comics that they denied it denied, it denied it denied it for years until copies of it started showing up at Comic Cons and, and on the internet and stuff. And so many fans went, oh I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So they had to then go, yeah, we yeah. did do this and here's the reasons why because if we didn't we'd lose the license. Basically. So they 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 churned this out. But what I like why would you put so much effort in? Why would you get Mr. Film involved? Just, just put just put literal scene missing. You know what I mean? I like, I like the way you said that as though it's an imposition on Mr. Film. <laughs> Mr. Film's very busy, busy enough as it is, you know. He's got to do them bits, them the animations for catchphrase. He's got all that going yeah, it, just, it just screwed everyone over. I mean, look yeah, at the writer. He went on quiet. to write A Very Unlucky Leprechaun after this. Nobody did well. Made me quite angry. This one. Uh, there was also a bit of bitterness towards Stan Lee as well, um, because he disassociated himself from the film for understandable reasons. But then the actors were like, "It feels like very him. personal now because we were all putting in so much effort." And he couldn't even be asked showing up. Mm. I don't think it was before. But yeah. But would he have been a goon? He could have been uh, down the, in the sewer. He, he could have had his head mashed in with that clay light. <laughs> Excelsior! Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, that was 2014's The Fantastic Four, or The Fantabulously Poor, as uh, I will go. Is that not a thief? <laughs> uh, go on, your favourite lines from this film. It seems like he's not quite himself today. Kill him. I'm not even going to dignify that response. Fine. Um... <laughs> Oh, I'll just go on then. If you think we've missed anything, I don't think there's much left to talk about. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great, Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness, or email us at hallmarkgreatness at gmail.com. Uh, we're coming into the Christmas season now. Yay! So <laughs> we're trying to convince 
uh, Barney, that we can't just do Hallmark Christmas films. I don't see why we can't. I want to do like all the worst rated ones. Okay, well, draw a list up. We've got two to do. I have done. Okay. Aggressive, <laughs> isn't it? I've He's done like, that. I've got like my 4,380 James, white James costumes. I love you. Oh, he's not got... gone <laughs> <laughs> all angry. All right, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> Twizzle around. <laughs> James, your teeth are becoming gone. Goodbye. Bye. Please come back. It's clobbering time. It's time to do a clobbers. <laughs>